Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Monkey Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Perez, along with Anthony Florentino. And this podcast is proudly sponsored by Daily Dose CBD Inc. Daily Dose CBD Inc. creates an array of full-spectrum CBD products. Why does Daily Dose create full-spectrum CBD products compared to a broad-spectrum or CBD isolate? That's because when compared to a broad-spectrum or isolate CBD, a smaller dose is needed to reach the desired result when using a high-quality full-spectrum CBD product like Daily Dose offers. Research has shown that CBD has successful results in aiding in the following areas. Anti-inflammation, anxiety, PTSD, help with breaking addiction, neuroprotection, epilepsy, arthritis, chronic pain, and sleeping disorders. If you'd like to pick some up for yourself, head over to DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off all your orders at DailyDoseCBDInc.com. This is episode 48 featuring Nick Pirog. Nick is a professional hockey player for the Indy Fuel and the ECHL. He is also involved with the Headway Foundation, which Nick talks about more in the episode. Here we go. having me on guys um you know honored to be on the podcast i love the guy the platform that you guys have you know kind of just creating awareness which i'm all about kind of mental health and creating awareness you know whenever we can um i'm nick pirog uh from georgetown ontario uh, i play for the indie fuel right now in the echl uh, a little bit of background on me i played college hockey at clark's university for four years uh, played in the BCHL for two years, and then before that, I was down at Connecticut in prep school for two years as well. Uh, grew up playing for the Halton Hurricanes, uh, minor organization from uh, my hometown. Uh, you know, I've been in hockey, obviously, for a long time, uh, 20, 24 years now, uh, obviously, playing hockey. Um, met a lot of great guys, and, you know, that's why I'm still in hockey is kind of the, the atmosphere you can kind of create with guys and connections that you can um, kind of instill for, you know, the rest of your life type thing. So it's a little bit of background on me. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And, uh, um, Danny was just mentioning you guys were in Ireland, um, the same tournament together in college. So it's, uh, crazy to see, obviously we know as hockey players, how small hockey is and how the, uh, paths usually cross, but, uh, going back to what you said about, you know, you being big on mental health, why don't you talk a little more about that and, you know, how you're involved with it and yeah, how sure. it's affected you? Yeah. Well, for, um, you know, I've been, I'm involved with uh, the Headway Foundation um, for the past five years now. So the Headway Foundation is a concussion awareness um, and advocacy for obviously concussions, neck related injuries, whiplash injuries and stuff like that, which all, you know, it stems basically with mental health um you know obviously uh, i'm not sure if you guys have experienced a concussion but you know i've experienced a um, very minor concussion where i was only out for one week but it's still you know it's uh it's the injury that cannot be seen and cannot be really diagnosed you know there's not too much going on with you know there's research out there but you know there's still a lot of unknowns um and it kind of kind of just you know comes down to the athlete um on just how they're feeling and kind of the the symptoms and kind of the, what they go through. Um, so 
kind of going back to the Headway Foundation. I've been with them for five years. Started with um, Danny Otto, Paige Decker, and Josephine Pucci. They uh, they were all at um, Yale and Harvard together, um, you know, five years ago, and that's kind of where they. They kind of knew each other. We started out just um, with the ECAC. So we have a thing called the Concussion Awareness Week, which is our big awareness week where we try to spread as much awareness as we can um, in terms of concussions. It started with just uh, the ECAC college hockey teams, um, so just men's and women's teams. And then as we've kind of grown into our fifth year, we had, you know, over um, probably over 600 teams involved, um, anywhere from professional uh, youth prep school, junior, which is, you know, and it's outside of hockey too now that, which is awesome. We've kind of grown into the youth hockey, um, you know, volleyball, basketball, football, trying to just create as much awareness as we can that way. Um, which has also been really good. It kind of stems into, um, we have kind of as headways grown the past five years, we've kind of got couple different avenues for you know mental health concussion awareness and kind of injury prevention um on the headway foundation website you know we have we just instilled a meditation program that kind of meets once a week um just uh you know calm down athletes kind of get them uh you know a, a platform where they can take the time out of their day to, you know, just meditate, relax, try to shut down the outside world, kind of bring their own thoughts. Uh, we have a concussion circle for anyone who is, um, you know, going through a concussion, they can speak one-on-one, -on -one. they can speak within a group within, within, you know, who's going through the concussions that way. So it kind of gives, gives athletes and um, people who are kind of going through that, just a, you know, a place to place to talk and, you know, that, they're not the only ones going through it. You know, that's, I feel like that's the main thing, you know, when you have a concussion or um, with mental health type thing, you feel like you're the only one going through it because nobody can understand what you're going through. But there's been, you know, there's tons of people out there that have concussions or, you know, experience mental health that, you know, which is kind of why you guys are on this podcast right now and kind of created this great platform is like, you know, ha having people speak out, people, having them speak their minds and, you know, knowing that they're not alone going through that and people have gone through that and people are there to support you type thing. Um, is kind of the, the main thing, the main message that, you know, I've learned over the years. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point and that's like, you know, what we talk about all the time is being able to speak up and, yeah. um, not letting that sit. Um, and in the article that I think, um, it was the Indy fuel wrote an article about you and they mentioned how, you know, you, you only have to sit out two games, but it's two games well worth it if it means not having to deal with major mental health issues later on. And, you know, lucky for me, I've never had a concussion, knock on wood, but yeah. um, there there's a direct correlation with having concussions and, you know, misdiagnosing them or undiagnosing them, keep playing and then maybe getting another one or just playing through it, keep getting hit. And then later on, you may not see or feel the effects now, but later on, it's going to definitely affect you. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is a lot of people, you know, you just, you're taught to grin and bear it. And, um, but the fact that you guys are, you know, creating that platform or a, a group for people to be able to open up and speak up is huge, you know, a safe space. Cause I think a lot of people have a hard time finding that. And I think that's starting to change that trend. Oh, hundred percent. You know, I think it's, it's great to see, you know, you guys podcasts, you know, just different, 
you know, social outlets for people to um, kind of understand that. And like you said, speak more freely about it and not be almost embarrassed to talk about it, you know? And like, that's obviously something that everyone wants to, you know, kind of deviate from is kind of encouraging that, encouraging that. And, you know, with headway, we kind of instilled the hashtag new tough where it's like, we want athletes to be new tough where it's one, you know, kind of, it's always reporting your symptoms, no matter what we, hey, I have a sore neck or my head's not feeling, or I'm feeling a little foggy just to kind of show what, symptoms actually are and kind of recognizing, you know, when their symptoms are in place. Um, and then two, um, out of the new tough is kind of just being a good teammate, um, understanding that, Hey, your teammates going through a hard time, but kind of being there, um, you know, the, the fruit, like the best thing for me was when I had my concussion, it was kind of just your teammates reaching out to you. Cause you know, it's, I had, I was sensitive to light and sound when I had my concussion. So I couldn't be at the rink and you're, you know, as an athlete, you're missing out on all, oh, you know, like being at the rink, being with your teammates is kind of what kind of what drives athletes to kind of keep going and the, that camaraderie. Um, and kind of when you're going that you're kind of on your own Island, but it's having teammates reaching out to you, kind of showing that they care about you kind of helps you go along that process. And, you know, the third one of the new tough is we, we play smart, you know, because if we have everyone playing smart and kind of not going out for dirty hits or kind of eliminating hits from the, the neck or head, you know, we can limit concussions the best we can, you know, obviously there's going to be hits with kind of with whiplash and stuff like that, that can still generate concussions, but, you know, playing smart, we can get that, hopefully out of, you know, out of sports a little bit, or at least limited. Yeah, no, that's awesome. How are you guys um, sort of initiating the growth as far as like, you know, you're just reaching out to um, colleges and universities and finding ambassadors for them, or um, is it just kind of word of mouth and then people trying to get on board? Yeah. So what, what we kind of started doing was um, I've been working with uh, Kyle, Kyle McMahon with headway. He's kind of been, you know, the driving force of the outreach the past few years we've been, um, you know, we started out, it was all kind of just working with colleges, but then we started working with uh, the commissioners of each, you know, like the NCHC or different college leagues um, that kind of helped us get into um, each school, we kind of made us easier. You know, the commissioner of the ECAC saying, Hey, we're doing this initiative. It's going to get support through all the colleges. So I think it was our, it was our second year with headway where we had uh, the ECAC NCHC and WCHA. So we had all those teams. We were in contact with the commissioners. Um, and then it kind of grew from there. Once we did that, we started outreaching to, you know, on social media, social media is so powerful these days. It's, you can do it. Honestly, you could do anything you want on social media and reach out to whoever you need to. And that's kind of been a, something that's been awesome for us. You know, we kind of just go to, for example, Air Force, we wanted to, you know, if we wanted to work for them, we kind of just go just using them as an example, we go message their social media and then, um, you know, the SAC uh, Student Athletic Commission or Commissioner uh, community or whatever they have um, at colleges now has been great because each each team has a SAC member um, and they all have meetings and they're all in kind of constant communication um, and this year it was actually great with when we used uh, Clarkson University um, where I graduated from we uh, we were in contact with the, their their SAC and it made it easy just to alpine skiing basketball you know every team that was involved there it was kind of they kind of jumped on on board uh just as that outreach and then you know with uh clarkson just using them as an example um 
with Clarkson, we had to, uh, we were able to kind of go into Potsdam hockey, you know, where that's where um, Clarkson is in Potsdam. So we were able to get into the, you know, the grassroots kind of just bring in uh, youth organizations um, and which, which has kind of been, which has been awesome as well. And um, last year in Worcester, um, we had the junior fuel organization involved and that's kind of what we've been trying to do in, in terms of outreach is you know, reaching out to as many teams as we can, but also recognizing when we can uh, take advantage of, you know, for example, you have a pro team like Worcester Railers last year and we can dive into uh, create an incentive for them to come to the Worcester Railers game. Um, and we have auctions and kind of, we had some donations go to go back to headway, um, which has been good to get the, the youth markets in. And, you know, like I said, it was just kind of reaching out, to, especially this year, we had such a, uh, you know, a drastic growth with uh, headway and outreach has been social media has been, you know, it's been awesome for, for us to, for to just to grow as, you know, as an organization. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, mentioning all these sports and, you know, everything that, you know, you guys have worked with and kind of developed over the years and, you know, with obviously concussions happen every sport and, you know, you're starting to see people take, you know, concussions more seriously now and mental health more seriously now. And I feel like with more options and, you know, different, different ways to help them, like what you said about the meditation groups and, you know, just, uh, you know, platforms, journal entries, things like that. I think it's great because, you know, back in the day, hockey guys, you know, they're, they're having a couple pops in the locker room after a game. Like they're not, you know, they're not going to come up and say anything about, you know, mental health or concussion. And, you know, I think going back to what you said, you know, in your first statement is, you know, mental health about the concussions, not having, you know, a cast or sling or anything like that. And, you know, it's the same as mental health as a whole, because, you know, the guy can be the happiest guy in the locker room and he goes home and he, you know, he hides and, you know, reaching out to a teammate, just checking in, shooting them a text, especially when, you know, they're not the rank is, you know, it goes so far with, you know, us as athletes and, we've all been there in that situation. So, I mean, I think what you guys got going is great. And, um, you know, I hope it keeps growing because concussions, you know, mental health can, you know, be recognized and whatnot, but, you know, concussions, like you said, playing smart, things like that is so important for athletes to hear. Yeah, for sure. And even, you know, kind of what Danny said earlier that it's like, you know, concussions, you know, you're, you're out, you could be out a week and then it's, you know, properly diagnosing it and kind of making sure that you're not pushing past um, your limits as a, as an athlete where it could potentially have long-term damages, you know, outside of when you're done your sports, you know, kind of five, 10 years down the, down the lane. Um, You don't, you don't really know too much about how long it can kind of proceed or kind of stay with you. Um, And, you know, the worst thing that, you could do kind of going back to what you said flow is like, it, it just doesn't have, there's no sling, there's no nothing for it. And, you know, as athletes and especially, I mean, we're hockey players in general, it's like, you don't want to, you're always been, I, I said this when I was talking to the Indy fuel, it's like, you're always been you know, kind of applauded to, you know, whether you're in playoffs, you're playing through a separated shoulder, you're playing through something like that. I think it's when you're, when you're dealing with your head and, you know, 
there's a life after your sport, whatever you're playing. Um, and it's hard to, um, you know, think about that, but I think it's whether, you know, if you have a concussion, you're not, you're not, you're taking a step back rather than taking two steps forwards. It's like, Oh, I'm diving in. I'm going to play, I'm going to play through it, but it's also, you know, it's, it's the smarter and tougher thing to do. Um, and obviously the right thing to do to step back and kind of, you know, reevaluate and kind of make sure that before you even, um, go back on the ice or whatever you're playing the field, you know, the diamond type thing that it's, you're ready to go. Um, you know, I've seen, especially this year, um, I've seen the concussion protocols a lot stricter, which is nice to see. Um, you know, it's just relating to just keeping everyone in check, um, so that they don't have the mental health problems down the road and trying to prevent that as much as possible. Yeah. And yeah. It's, kind of, it's go ahead, Flo. No, you got it. I was just going to tell a story real quick, but go ahead. Um, I was just going to say it's about, it's about kind of rewriting um, the script of what's kind of been talked about. Like you said with our community, it's, it's like you're applauded for playing through injuries and, and all that stuff. And I think all of us can agree that that's, that's part of the game. It's okay. Like you're going to have to play through injuries at some point. But it's yeah. just a matter of, you know, differentiating when, you know, you're playing through certain injuries, like, you know, legs or arms yeah. and stuff like that. Like, there's certain stuff you could play through for sure. But when it comes to your head, I think that's just a completely different thing that we have to, like, kind of rewrite the, like, okay, when it comes to the head stuff, like, you got to be able to take a step back, like you said, and kind of reevaluate and rethink this and make the tougher decision because yeah. – like, like we both mentioned before, it's not going to affect you now, but it's going to affect yeah. you eventually. And, um, you know, just the God's honest truth is that when you mess with stuff like your head and you don't treat it properly, you know, you deal with it in other ways. You're not supposed to be dealing with it. You know, people drink, people yeah. use drugs and painkillers, and then, you know, that'll kill you or, you know, people take their own lives. Like that's just, yeah. the, that's just the flat out reality of it. And, I think it's just a matter of differentiating, you know, what injuries are you playing through? You know, right, like, for sure. so I think that's just the most important thing. Cause I think a lot of, you know, we see like the two generations of ours and the older ones, like, Oh, like kids these days are so soft. And it's just like, disagree. You know, like, I think it's just a matter of, like I said, being smart about it and just like understanding that there's a life after hockey one and two, even taking some time now to heal yourself. Yeah. Can actually create more longevity for your career anyway. So hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Building off that. I mean, like you could even the next shift, you know, if you're not, if you're not feeling right, you're feeling, and you know, that's why I think um, the trainers have such a, an important job, you know, like they've um, you know, the, the trainers have become more educated um, to be in a position where they can spot, you know, there's a bad hit let's check on that guy. You know, you can kind of just look in their eyes and see, how well, he's not, he or she's not doing well. So let's take them out of the game. And I think that's where you can limit that to the point where it's, you know, stop the concussion, you know, in its tracks right away. And, you know, leading that there's no, you know, hopefully the no long-term damage that kind of is created from that. And, you know, that's the, obviously, you know, you don't want, um, to com combat, you know, a head injury or anything kind of with mental health, you don't want to obviously with alcohol or, you know, drug abuse or anything like that, obviously. Um, and that's kind of another thing where it's like, you're, there's help out there for whatever you're going through. You know, there's, there's, you know, 
helplines within the PHPA, for example, with the PHPA that we, the organization or the union that we're under, there's, you know, there's a helpline to call. There's, and it's like, I, for, I mean, for me, it's like, I want, obviously want to encourage people to, if you're struggling, there's resources all over. There's, you know, and there's YouTube, there's podcasts, there's your, you know, your teammates where you're valuable, the most valuable resources, someone face-to-face to talk to. And I think, I think that's what, you know, constantly we've been preaching on this call is like, you know, your teammates, you know, reaching out and not being, not being afraid to, you know, maybe grab a guy and be like, Hey, um, I'm not doing so well. Or you can even kind of, you know, brush up on a guy and say, Hey, how are you doing type thing? It's just those like Flo said earlier, there's the, the little things that go the longest way, kind of just showing a teammate that you care, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, just, just to express it to people that, you know, maybe in another sport that don't understand hockey is you go up to a guy on the ice, just tap him on the shoulder, be like, all right, you good. Goes a long way because you'll be able, you'll be able to see it in his eyes and, you know, maybe that will encourage him to pull you aside to get lunch that day. And then he'll tell, tell you, and, you know, then you guys talk about it. You give him options. Like it, it's a line of communication that has been so limited in athletes for so long. And it goes with concussions because, you know, my, my old man comes from a pretty tough uh, town and, you know, laying on the ice as a kid, you know, you lay down, you better be, you know, dead or bleeding type thing. And, you know, as you get older, you know, it turns into a a profession and, you know, guys move in your spot's gone so we try and play through things but you know one thing my dad has always said was you know you can get a your hand fixed you can get your hip your knee your foot anything fixed but you only get one brain yeah exactly. he said you may feel good after a couple weeks but you know don't rush into it because five years down the road you don't want to be able to not attend, you know, a family party because the music's too loud or the lights are too bright. And I, you know, that's something that's really always stuck with me because, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to miss a family party. I don't want to miss, you know, going to one of my kids first college hockey games or something, whatever it may be. Yeah. hundred percent. So it's, it's always stuck with me. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. I completely agree with you. You know, it's like, there's, like we said, there's a, you want, you don't want to create that longevity, even though you're playing hockey, it's a, you know, it's a tough sport to be playing physically and mentally demanding, but uh, you know, there's always, you're not going to be playing for a long time. And that's kind of mostly like any, any other sport, you know, you're not going to be playing. There's going to be, you want to have, you know, a future after whatever your, whatever your sport may be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you quickly talk about um, your experience kind of more in depth with your concussion, just because, I think when, when a lot of people think of concussions, they think of four, eight weeks or, you know, locking yourself in a room, but you missed two games. So, um, but you were still sensitive to light and that sort of stuff. So kind of just talk about what your experience was and, um, you know, your recovery process, how it was so quick, just because, you know, there's a lot of people who get their bell rung and don't really know if it's a concussion or not and are hesitant to sit out or say something. So kind of just your experience with your concussion, you know, that quick recovery process and what you had to do. Yeah, for sure. So, um, it was a Saturday night. Uh, I think it was the second period. 
Um, I went, the defenseman was coming around their net and their defensive zone. So my offensive zone, I was kind of forechecking. I went to go finish my hit. The defenseman fell, took my legs out and kind of, I flew over top and landed on my head. And, you know, I, it took me a second to get up and kind of, kind of realized back where I was. And, um, I felt completely fine. Um, once I got back to the bench trainer came up and talked to me, I felt fine. So I ended up playing the rest of the game, but then, um, I went back to the hotel cause my family was in town, uh, that weekend I was sitting there, we were just having, um, having some drinks after. And then it was, as soon as I was, you know, I had some, had some food and I was sitting there and kind of just looked up and I was like, Oh, this isn't good. Cause you know, college we were about to go out you know college Saturday night obviously we're gonna go have fun but it was at the same point where I was just like I don't feel right so I would kind of took a step back with my family I was like, hey like I don't feel very hot right now I'm gonna go back go to bed and I woke up the next day you know I had a little bit of a headache and kind of some sore soreness through the back of my neck kind of obviously kind of that whiplash that I felt experienced kind of that came within the next day I felt completely fine like I said after the game so Sunday, um, kind of just jumped right into the, uh, the concussion protocol that we had. So, uh, at Clarkson, it was kind of, you know, just take that day off and kind of relax, obviously just try to stay away from the sensitivity to light and kind of, you know, my phone and stuff like that. Just try to limit everything that I could. Um, so once I got to the rink on Monday, um, I went through, uh, the concussion baseline test. Obviously I was, declared to have a concussion just because my numbers weren't my reaction time was off um just going through the tests and stuff like that so um you know I, I wanted to I took you know I was you know talking to my trainer um was taking some fish oil to try to you know omega-3s to try to like the healthy fats just to try to boost recovery a little bit um you know my multivitamins and stuff like that just try to stay on top of all that stuff just to make sure that I was putting the right things in my body to, to give my head and you know my body the best chance it could uh, have to heal um Tuesday came along you know I didn't feel as as hot um while I was watching practice that was the first day that I actually Monday kind of just stayed away from the rink um after my test went home Tuesday tried to watch practice. The, the rink was too bright um, and everything, everything like that. I was like, yeah, there's no, no way I can watch. So I went home cause I was sensitive, you know, and I, you know, I, I decided, you know, I'm going to take a nap just to try to re regain, regain some energy that I've, you know, cause obviously when you're going through that and trying to be in school, um, it drains a lot out of you physically and mentally and also having a concussion, it was, you know, mentally even more draining. So, you know, I kind of just took it easy on Wednesday, Thursday, the team's leaving for the road trip and I'm supposed to be on that road trip, but you know, I'm on the bike, I'm on the bike, just seeing if I have, cause I, I didn't have any uh, head or head or neck related symptoms. It was kind of just, you know, I guess the way my body recovered that from that, you know, that certain injury. Um, so I'm on the bike and obviously it's, you know, you see all the guys go Thursday. You want to be on that bus ride. I remember we were going to, uh, it was Quinnipiac, Princeton, that road trip, you know, it's always one of those high rivalries because, you know, we never did well against Princeton down in, th in their arena. And it's, you know, I'm, I want to be on that, on that bus. I want to be going to play, you know, the ECAC games, you know, in, in any league play, all the, all the points are very valuable for the end of the year standings, national rankings and everything like that. So me sitting out, it's, you know, it's, it's tough because I want to be involved. I want to be there. I want to be with the team. Um, and as, you know, as the team's leaving, 
Um, I have guys coming up to me and say, Hey, like get better. You know, we'll come back we'll try to get you four points, but we, we need you for the next following weekend. So Friday comes, you know, didn't touch the ice, didn't do anything, but my, from Thursday, my head and neck, you know, they felt better. I didn't have any symptoms going in. So that was kind of the recovery process. Once I got that bike under me, I could get another bike and more of a heavier lift to just to try to, you know, see if there's anything that I could, if there was a headache or anything that could, you know, get my neck going, stuff like that. So Saturday I was actually able to skate. Um, so that was, it was a very quick recovery in terms of, you know, I've, people could have gone through the same injury, not have any concussion or any, any head or neck related injuries. But at the same time, there could have been someone who I, you know, could they could have been out for a month or something like that. So everyone, what I've experienced through my concussion and being involved and being around guys that have a concussion, there's, there's no set time frame, and that can tend to be very frustrating um, for the athlete that's going through it. So it's like that mental, mental health aspect of the thing where it's just like, you know, like why, like how long am I doing this for? And it's, you know, like I said earlier, it was my teammates that, you know, got me through the weekend, even though they weren't there. It was like, Hey, you know, text, I text the guy saying good win on Friday night, but it was like, Hey, them saying, Oh, Hey, like we missed you out there. Like, how are you feeling? It's like that check-in kind of keeps you going and keeps my positive, um, my thoughts up and keeping them positive. You know, it's obviously you're, it was just me and my roommate back at home. So we we're obviously kind of feeling left out, feeling lonely, but it's at the same time, it's like, you still have your teammates there. They still care about you they still want you to do better, even though they're not there. And that's kind of, it kind of kept my positivity at a high, which, which helped me kind of obviously didn't help me um, with the recovery process, but it helped me with my mental, you know, my mental health that way. Yeah. That's the um, sort of like the process to getting back, right. Is you go on like a 30 minute bike ride or up until you get a headache and then you stop and then, or, if you don't get ahead of you can complete the full 30. Right. And the next day it goes to a bike ride to a small lift. And then you kind of like incrementally introduce more physical stimulus um, to your body until your brain kind of reacts negatively. Right. And then you stop and then go back. Is that um, sort of how, how it was for you? Yeah, it was for me, you know, it was, it was for me, I was, um, I was lucky in the way that I never had a setback. Um, It was always, it was, kind of following the protocol I was on the bike I didn't have any setbacks that day so I was like okay I'm looking forward to the next day where I can try to get the bike in the small lift um you know and that's it like for me I was very fortunate to have it that way you know there's a lot of athletes that get on the bike and a symptom pops up so it's like oh you got to start back over so that's that's kind of where I've seen um the process kind of strenuate guys and kind of build up negative energy within them because they want to be back too, you know? Um, and so that's kind of, like I said, and like I'm going to keep saying is that's where the teammates come in. That's where the teammates are picking that person up because everyone knows that that guy's not, or that female player, they're, they're not in a positive space because they want to be playing. They want to be back and they don't want to be on that bike tomorrow. We're restarting their concussion protocol. So they want to be, progressing progressing moving forward but it's the support that can keep them going and keep moving them forward to eventually they're going to be back in that lineup yeah no that's an important thing go ahead Flo. what were you gonna say 
I think, you know, you telling that story is a good example of, you know, speaking up and actually acknowledging the, you know, concussion symptoms that you had, because I feel like, you know, somebody like for myself, because I didn't take it seriously at one point, I would have tried practicing, you know, that Monday or Tuesday to see how I felt rather than go through the protocol of, you know, doing all the tests and then hopping on a bike. And I think it's important. And, you know, I think it's, you know, helpful for guys because you addressed it right away and had a quick turnaround, which is good because you were doing the right things. You're taking it seriously rather than guys trying to, you know, practice to see how they feel. Right. Cause there's other ways around it that, you know, can help you recover quicker, obviously. Sure. And I think it's important for people to hear that because, you know, people don't talk like people say, oh, yeah, I had a concussion. I got to go through a concussion protocol, but they don't talk about what they're doing for that. Yeah. And I think that's important that people can hear somebody firsthand explain, you know, taking a couple of days, acknowledging that something's off and then going through the proper protocol of a simple, you know, like Danny said bike bike you know quick lift things like that so i'm glad you you know i'm glad danny asked you specifically about you know what you did yeah so like i mean like so say for example it's you know for like i was in going back in my shoes um i'm sitting there saturday night i don't you know honor how i feel i'm going i'm i'm gonna be honest i'm going to the bar I'm getting, you know, a few drinks in me and that's the one, probably the worst thing you could do is, you know, while while you have a fresh concussion is be drinking, like dehydrating your body and not setting it up for, you know, the best chance for it to succeed and have that short turnaround. And then, you know, for example, like I could have been Sunday, I woke up, you know, most likely you would have felt hungover and it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna have a headache if I'm hungover. So it's like, oh, do I have a concussion? I don't know because I'm hungover. And then it's Monday. Oh, I kind of still have a headache. And then it's like, okay, well, is it a two day hangover or do I have a concussion? So it's like, there's, there's, you know, probably nipping it in the butt and kind of just understanding how your body, everyone understands how their body is, you know, like, for example, if I have a concussion or I have a headache, I under, I understand that I know that, but nobody else will know that, you know, so it's up on to the athlete or the person, whoever it may be, you know, to have that personal ownership of yourself to being like, Hey, let's, let's take a step back. I I don't feel right. And then reach out to the proper people that can help you kind of identify what is going on within your body. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm happy you bring that up um, because that's the hard decisions that people have to make. And it's tough when you're in a college setting, um, you know, to be able to say, Hey, it's a Saturday night. I'm going to go home and take care of myself and, and not, you know, potentially injure myself more. Yeah. So, um, but it's hard to make those decisions, you know? So that's, sure. that's great that you did that. And I want to dive in not something else that you said about the teammate aspect um, and guys being there for you and just sending quick texts or just, you know, like, like you said, flow, like quick tap on the shoulder, little things like that really go a long way for guys. Um, and it goes with the injured guys and the scratch guys. Cause you know, you know, you were injured and you had teammates coming for you. I was, there were times where I was getting scratched, man, like close to a month and a half straight. And yeah. 
and you know whether you're injured or scratched you feel like you're on a complete island yeah and you don't feel like you're part of the team and on those saturday nights when everyone's going out guys are talking about the game and like you can't really contribute to the conversation and it's just it's a shit place to be to be completely honest and um having those guys that'll just like talk to you or say a quick you know thing like hey like we missed you out there tonight or whatever the case is yeah it goes, goes a long way um not saying I didn't have that because my teammates at Maine were awesome and just a great group of guys. Um, but I just know what it feels like to feel on an island like that. And, you know, when it's a Saturday night, you can easily hide behind the bottle, to be completely honest. Sure. And um, <clears throat> when, when you've worked your whole life to play at that level, like and you're not even playing, you know, it, it's, it's tough. And whether it be concussions, injuries, or just straight up getting scratched, I think it's important to have – um, good teammates like that, like you did, and like all of us did, we're just going to kind of be there for you and kind of just keep your spirits up. You know, I think that's a, I'm happy you mentioned that because that's um, something that goes a long way in the room. And that's yeah. what that's, and you guys are really good. And, you know, I think that's a huge reason why like teams are successful and like why you guys are successful, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. Like if you're going to have a good, like if you're going to have a good team, you want to go on a playoff run that, you know, I always go back to, not to take any credit away from Clarkson that year because my teammates were outstanding. They helped me so much that it was just, you know, it's obviously goes a long way because I still remember how that made me feel today, three years later, you know, it's almost three years later because it was in March where I got my concussion. So it was almost three years today. Um, that It's like, you, you remember how that felt, you know, and it's even, you know, like a little tap on the guy's back. Hey, like, we need you here. We need you to kind of keep going. But I kind of like think about when I was in juniors, my first year we were, I was in Surrey. It was just, you know, we, we did really well on the ice. You know, we won championships. We did this, we did that, but it was the team that you had is, you know, that goes a long way. You're always going to remember your teammates, your, you know, over, you know, wins and losses or whatever, but your teammates is kind of what you're always going to go back to and, and celebrate and kind of cherish that. And I actually just got an email from Surrey that they want to have all the alumni kind of come back. And it's like teams that you have great teammates on is the teams that you want to go back for the alumni party, because you want, you want to go and you want to see those guys because we, we all know how it is. It's, we have friends in Europe. We have friends in wherever it may be. Like I have my best friends from college. One guy is St. Louis, Ottawa, Europe, you know, like they're all over the place, but it's the friendships that you have and the connections that you make is what makes it. And what's, you know, it want to wants to keep you going and kind of stay in touch with those guys. And it's, I mean, I could go, I could go on all day, in regards to talking about teammates and stuff like that, but it's the way, like you said, Dan, it's the little things that they do that just keep building up, keep building up. And it's like, they'll just always go a long way and you're going to remember, you know, remember that and kind of cherish that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's huge. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize how much it means to guys when, when you have a teammate like that, like, maybe they don't show it or express it as much, but like that guy's going home and thinking about it. And that guy's, like you said, thinking about it three years later, like it's, it makes a really big impact. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And quick story, wrap it up. Um, I mean, talking about teammates, um, obviously Cornsey 
was with us in Worcester and I, he played with my brother growing up. And when we started this, um, I got a pretty great text from him and just like, he's, he's always been known as, you know, a unbelievable, you know, teammate and just a person in general. And, um, you know, for, like he apologized to me for, you know, not, you know, necessarily reaching out yeah. because, you know, I tried to, you know, keep it to myself and whatnot. Um, but just little things like that go so far. And, you know, he's, I kind of like almost looked up to him since, I, cause I've known him so long. He works out yeah. at the same gym. Um, but like just little texts like that go so far. So, um, you know, the best thing I can say is just reach out to anyone and everyone just reach out, tap on the ass, tap on the shoulder, whatever it may be. Just let people know you're there and go from there. hundred percent flow. And I mean, like you, you know, you think about it and it's just like, like you said, it's like corny reaching out, you know, one of the best guys that I've played with, you know, he's an absolute, absolute pain in the butt to play against. And you absolutely hate him when you're playing against him. But when you're on the same team as him and you, you understand like, how he is off the ice. And that's kind of like a lot of guys, you know, it's just like, it goes, it's, we keep bringing, bringing this up and keep going back to it. But it's like, it's all about like that teammate. Like it just, it's, that's what makes it. And that's what makes, makes you feel good inside is when you get a nice compliment from your teammate, you know, that goes the long way. Like I'd rather have, a compliment from my teammate than the coach because it's like my teammates are the guys that you know they're bad like our coach in Indy right now he says Doug Christensen great coach I had him in Manchester he's like it's not my team it's your team and that's the way he he sees it it's like it's our team we're playing for each other and yeah we're obviously playing for our coaching staff but we're we're playing for you know what we always say is our like our brothers around us and like going that way and kind of going um and it just kind of mean means a ton you know just this littlest thing and um i guess like the last thing for me for me for would be is like always never be afraid to you know get out of your comfort zone type thing um and that's kind of where you know no one's ever going to judge you for asking for help no one's ever going to shut you down for asking for help no one's going to ever make fun of you for asking for help or seeking something to help you yourself like you know whether you have a need to have a conversation you need to see a therapist you need to see someone it's like you need to having that outlet and knowing that outlet's there to have that open one-on-one or whatever conversation it may be that you know it's so not talked about you know like even like in um in canada you know they have the uh bell let's talk right it's a once a year thing where everyone does the hashtag bell let's talk, but what, like it's, I love the awareness standpoint from it because it raises so much awareness, raises so much awareness from it, but it's like, you know, there's 364 days where people still need to be talking and keeping, keeping that going to the standpoint where it's just like, you know, it's always, if there's an issue, you got a problem, always there's someone out there that can help you and listen to you for sure. Even, yeah, just even listen to you, you know, and kind of just get something off your chest. Yeah. And like you said, like no one's going to give you a hard time for seeing someone and yeah, or speaking up. And honestly, if, if there any, if there is anyone that does, you don't need that person in your life yep. or you don't need those people in your life by any means. So um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we've ever – well, I don't know if we've said it, but um, to anyone who's out there listening, if you ever just can't find someone to talk to or need someone to talk to, um, feel free to DM us or shoot us an email. Like, it's completely, you know, confidential with us, you know, scouts honor. But um, I just we want to be like that resource for people who are listening that, you know, if they feel backed into a corner and they have nowhere to go and, you know, just shoot us a DM or an email or something, just let it out there or, you know, we'd be more than happy to get on the phone with you and call or just, you know, give you a place to talk. So just wanted to get that yeah. out there. And Pisy, for people with concussions, if they want to, you know, get in touch with you um, and utilize what you got going on, where would they find you? Just um, shout out the socials. If you, if no, yeah, I, I appreciate I appreciate the time. You kind of gave me to give the headway a shout out. They obviously, we have for headway we have uh social media platforms uh twitter facebook instagram uh we're actually doing a uh head and neck or a brain and neck uh fundraiser right now trying to raise uh five thousand dollars just for the the brain and neck to just kind of see how they're directly co- correlated together and uh so we actually we started that for you know brain injury awareness month and we're trying to do that and kind of raise awareness that way and once a year we always do like i said we do the uh concussion awareness week um and you know there's a lot of good resources um in terms of concussions and uh meditation and uh you know one-on-one chats for just how to deal with your concussion um just on the the headway foundation um social media outlets or headwayfoundation.com uh i really appreciate you guys let me give them a shout out on here for sure yeah and anyone listening we're gonna uh we're gonna post the link to the uh donation page for you so uh, just send that over and we'll uh, get it going for you i appreciate that thank you very much yeah yeah thanks, thanks for coming on man we really appreciate it yeah. Thanks guys. I really, I love what you guys are doing, you know, um, just in terms of the whole mental health, like we said, stressed upon, um, it's great. And, you know, we need, we need more, you know, it's like, you know, there's never enough. And, um, I, I love the initiative that you guys have and I love the, you know, the diverse, you know, players that you guys have, you know, whether it's, uh, U18 guys or college guys, professional guys, I absolutely love it. And, you know, I love listening to you guys. So keep doing what you're doing. That's, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good. Thanks, Paisy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. Wake up, Maggie. I think